Hello once again, it is Brendan here to welcome you to another kind of strange episode this week because Jason again, still away, he will be back next week, he will be back actually at the end of this episode to do the dice roll, but he is still away getting married, Uh, so this, I, I, I went back into the archives for my other podcast, What Were They Thinking, of course, Pulled another older episode, uh, just not that not that uh, long ago, actually. And it was an episode that Jason joined myself and Nathan for to talk about 1999's Wing Commander. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, we will roll the dice at the end of this episode to figure out the next proper movie we are actually going to watch for the BFI Top 100 for next week. So stay tuned for that. Enjoy this slice of something different. And, uh, yeah. See ya later. Man, you sure this made it to theaters? Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't do well, but yeah, it was definitely in theaters. It seemed, it seemed long. It was, it was interesting that, I mean, like, Mark Hamill was there, and Malcolm McDowell they got, and John Rhys Davies, and, uh, but the, the, there was, like, just vast sections in the middle where, it's a first-person flying shooter simulator. I they this made it to theaters, and you told me Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard were in this, and I didn't see them once. They're the two leads. Did you say Mark Hamill? Yeah. He, um. There's a there's a, a section towards uh, uh towards he's like a kind of a roguishy type guy. He's in a cantina, and people are like hassling him. It's not Star Wars because he's old. Uh, Nathan, okay, nineteen ninety nine, Wing Commander. Okay, this this is this is what you saw. Yeah, I look look here. Let me show you. Let me just bring it up here on my phone. See, okay, all scenes from Wing Commander cinematics. I mean, that's that means movie and all the scenes from the movie are in it okay um i'm gonna send you something on my phone just one second here okay okay so nathan this is the movie we're watching oh 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 god what how come the puppets aren't really moving you know when i pick a movie that's when i'm Holy shit. Right? Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of What Were They Thinking? I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. I don't know why I struggled to remember my own name. <laughs> but I think this movie made me struggle with a lot. Choices that you've made in life. Yeah. Uh, my the, the capacity of my brain to store information... The ability to believe in the benevolence of man. <laughs> Unlike Superman, I did not believe a man could fly when I watched this movie. Okay. <laughs> I I believed a man could be 
superimposed and put onto a screen to make it look like he was flying. I would put quotes around look like. <laughs> but other than that, I'm on board. Okay. But we are, of course, uh, this week, we're talking about Wing Commander, 1999 movie based on the popular video game series of the same name. But thankfully, Nathan, we're not alone because this this would be a tough one to parse. And misery does love company. So we have brought on Wing Commander expert <laughs> and uh, popsicle connoisseur, Jason. Hi! Welcome back, Jason. It's so nice to be not talking about British stuff. <laughs> Jason, Fuck them! Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Jason usually does talk about British movies. That's not even a podcast, that's just something he likes to do. I just do it randomly on the street. Uh, <laughs> if you spot him... Have you seen Local Hero? It's really good! <laughs> but Jason, thank you for joining us to talk about Wing Command. Actually, this is a request. This was my request for some reason. <laughs> You were adamant. You said, if I come on this show, number one, I want limo service. Absolutely. And number two, we're doing Wing Commander. And one of those things came true. And I'm still happy to be here because this movie was a movie that that, that uh, uh, made me very angry as a pent-up teenager. And uh, I wanted to see 20 years later if it still did. And the verdict is? I'm just more sad now. <laughs> Even more sad than I was before, Brendan. And you know how sad I was. You were very sad. I was man. very sad, and now I'm sadder. So fuck you, there, Chris. You Roberts. got it right. It's it's sadder, not more sad. <laughs> <laughs> more sadder, right? More sadder. That's the more sadder podcast. I feel <laughs> that would be such a downer. Write it down, Brendan. We're doing it. All right, I now have a third podcast <laughs> where we just talk about tearjerker movies. We watch two tearjerker movies and decide which one is more sadder. <laughs> Tear jerker movies while we jerk off. While we jerk off, obviously. Uh, so, <laughs> Nathan, I feel like this is a similar situation for you when you saw, like, maybe Spider-Man 3. Uh, possibly, yeah. yeah. yeah but but really... you knew who Spider-Man was, Nathan, right? I did, yeah. Okay, you probably had no idea who Colonel Christopher Blair no, no, was. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that <laughs> oh. as, a, as a, he, Nathan's a uh, big Spider-Man fan. Okay. And watching Spider-Man three, oh, okay, is the same crushing feeling you would, fa- I would feel. I would when think so. You watched I'm, Wing I'm interested to hear you guys describe the plot of this movie because <laughs> well, I'm not even really sure about it. I, well, all right, what were they thinking? Have a great night. <laughs> I'm interested to hear us describe this plot too, or at least myself, because I think I got it, but not sure. Well, I want to say first of all, let's let's before we dive into this movie, and we do have to dive into this movie. This was released in 1999. Mm-hmm. It stars Freddie Prinze Jr., Matthew Lillard, the the most '90s of actors in this movie, including Saffron Burroughs, absolutely, uh, Chucky Cario, of course, Jurgen Prochnow, the man, and David Warner, my all, also the man, yeah, and directed by the by by Chris Roberts, who made the video game, which proves one thing is that the way to make these video game movies better, not necessarily to get the creator to have more say. People always shit on Super Mario <laughs> Brothers because the people that made that movie had no idea about it, and look what we got. But then we gave a movie to a guy who knows absolutely everything about it because he invented it, and this is what we got. Do you uh, do you fellers know how this uh, did at the box office? Not well. Yeah. Not well, well. I'll, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Ooh. I'm gonna guess it's more than Wing Commander three, which was four million, and Wing Commander four, which was twelve million. So I'm gonna say eighteen million dollars. Okay, I'm gonna say twenty. 
30. Wow. wow. So, any guesses as to what this made in theaters? $18 million. $721,000. Well, you're both, you're both uh, high and low ending it. Um, It made $11.6 million worldwide. That's, that's actually surprising. It made that much. Um, So one thing I wanted to mention was another thing before we get started is Freddie Prince Jr. uh, Doesn't like this movie that he's in. Okay. You don't say. Yeah, he later said about this movie, and I quote, I can't stand Wing Commander. I can't watch one scene of that movie. I read the script and loved it. So did my buddy Matthew Lillard. We both got the parts. We went on location, and they said, here's the new script. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> he can say that, because there's, there's little to no chance that Chris Roberts will ever direct a movie again. Yeah, No, definitely not. Although he is busy, but we'll talk about that later. Oh. Is he... Is, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Roberts <laughs> here to tell us whether he's involved in the most ambitious thing ever or the biggest scam that ever happened. But we'll talk about that Whoa, later. Oh, I want to hear about that later. Yeah. Okay. So, Wing Commander, guys. Wing Commander. <laughs> Fresh off of the set of She's All That, we have Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard in their goddamn primes, Brendan. <laughs> he's not wrong. Oh, uh, they are in their '90s teen movie. Crimes. But we start aboard a ship called the Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Where the Pegasus is attacked by a fleet of evil creatures who we only see for the first time 73 minutes into the movie, so we'll get to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to do. Much yes. like Jaws, you have to build it up. Absolutely. And then you get the very impressive payoff. Once yeah. You and boy, do we get it. <laughs> they are called the Kilrathi. Which is a little much... Is it on the nose? You a little think it's bit. On the nose? Like the Kill words... wrath. I mean, <laughs> what did what did Adam Bomb ever do to you? <laughs> Wait, are you guys saying to me that early '90s uh, video games were not subtle? I mean, come uh, on, come on. I did notice in in some of the opening credits there were some interesting names involved with this movie that weren't oh, necessarily yeah. stars. There was a, a chap by the name of Chris Brown. Who was the visual effects supervisor? <laughs> I thought it'd be great if he would have been like the makeup supervisor. No, you got to cover them bruises, cover them up, <laughs> cover them up. <laughs> I thought he was going to be the fight coordinator. There you go. And a guy named Neil Young, apparently. Oh yeah, Neil Young. I think he also had something to do with the music. <laughs> or maybe he was an executive producer. I just remember, I read that and I was like, I really hope that's the real Neil Young. I, just, I doubt it. I just love my Gravis joystick, and this was the game that really gave it to me. <laughs> Why is he George Lucas? <laughs> Although he he, George they, Lucas. they could have used his song Piece of Crap to describe <laughs> the movie. <laughs> well, this movie, I think we can agree at points, in the, at points in this movie, it wants to be Star Wars, so maybe the George Lucas thing is apt. Mm. But... This Kelrathi fleet is attacking the Pegasus, and they want this thing called the Navcom computer, which, to my understanding, contains uh, a route to show them how to get to Earth. Yes. Which they want to attack and blow up, I'm assuming. Navigational computer. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, the Navcom is protected under, I guess, bulletproof glass, but somehow it also breaks a little bit when he hits it with his gun. I'm not really sure. It, it, it's as strong as the plot needs it to be, right? Right. <laughs> plot! 
But yeah, so the Kilrath are coming in and they're like, okay, we got to destroy this Navcom thing before they come before they come in and try to take it. However, that does not happen, and the Kilrathi overcome the fleet. So the captain of the ship, <laughs> this is tough, I'm telling you, the captain of the ship sends a message to David Warner. The professor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Chancellor Gorkin from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. And the one that Nathan mentioned is the one that I know. <laughs> 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 I was trying to, I, I, I knew I knew who David Warner is and he's got one of those faces. That Wait, just you, like, you might know him as David St. John from Star Trek V, The Final Frontier? Oh, no. that's got to be the one. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I always like, yeah, I always recognize him, but I never know what from. But yeah, now that totally makes sense. Turtles too, of course. Yeah, so they tell David Warner <laughs> he's playing himself. Yes. On on. <laughs> they tell Admiral Tolwyn. Admiral Tolwyn to deliver a me- basically he's got to deliver a message to- that someone has got to go intercept this Kilrathi fleet before they reach Earth. Unfortunately. The Kilrathi are 40 hours from Earth, and the closest fleet is 42 hours from Earth. So they have to uh, do a little improvising here. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, this movie has a lot of great improv. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Groundlings will be proud of this one. <laughs> I do there feel there was no solid story? script in place, that's mm. for sure. Uh, I, didn't even, I wasn't aware there was a script. Right. But maybe that's why it's so confusing. They couldn't keep things on track. But we uh, we are we now cut to the diligent where we see a fresh faced. Uh, am I saying that right? Is it the diligent? Jason's giving me a look. Uh, uh, is that the ship he arrives on? That's the ship that uh, takes him uh, to the tigers. Freddie and Matthew are on. Oh, and the bad guy from Bad Boys. Right. Okay. <laughs> Chucky right. Curry. Yeah. Yeah, it's he, okay. Oh, he's the villain from ba- the first Bad Boys? Yeah, aren't they heading yep. to the Tiger Claw? They're heading to the Tiger Claw anyway, yeah. because Freddie Prinze and Matthew Lillard are replacement pilots for pilots who have died. And of course, when you die in Wing Commander, you don't exist anymore. Apparently. That is how they deal with grief. Yeah, well, which is not true, because in the games, there's a memorial wall that, you're, that the pilots that die, their names are put on. So you're not totally gone. I don't know why that was a thing. Okay, so you're starting off hot here <laughs> by saying that there is some kind of inaccuracy yes. between this and the game. I, I gotta tell you another one too. The name of the ship that they're being taken to in the movie is the TCS Tiger Claw. In the video game the name of the ship is the TCS Tiger's Claw. Oh they, my god. They, but that's the thing, Brendan, is that everybody else they're, they're, that's one of the things I've noticed about this movie in the course of going back through it is that so many of the ancillary details from the games are there as far as character names and ship names and like and, and names of organizations and all that stuff is there, but that one tiny thing that they changed for reasons that I don't understand. It's not the tiger's claw; it's the fucking tiger claw. Why? Why? Who? What fucking executive decided that that was their problem? It's like, oh, the movie's great, but one note I have for you: kill, the, kill that apostrophe, kill that possessive. It's not. It's not a tiger's claw. It's a fucking tiger claw. It's a ship. What have you done to us, Brendan? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brendan. Continue. I do, I do think that um, that was probably a power play note. It must have been. Absolutely. It must have been like, I have to change something. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the movie's perfect. I don't know yeah, what exactly. to change. What am I going to do? How am I going to make this better? <laughs> but yes, they they are uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who plays uh, uh, Tony Blair. Tony Blair. <laughs> Colonel Christopher Blair, who, just to get in a quick aside, his name, is, his name is Blair... It, it, the name was given in uh, Wing Commander 3, but in, in the first two Wing Commander games, he Here didn't have go. a name. In the first <laughs> oh, two Wing Commander games, it. he didn't have a name. But internally and in the community, uh, he was known as Blue Hair because he had blue hair. And so when it came time to give him a name, they just thought, fuck it, we'll call him Blair. 
Should have been in the movie. That's right. Should have been. He should have had blue fucking hair, but he didn't. So it's super him. blonde hair. <laughs> that's Wait, Maniac. That, that's yeah. That's uh, Matt, Matt Lillard. Maniac Marshall. Todd Maniac right. Marshall. So we have yeah Marshall and yeah Chucky Gario. So they uh, you know <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. of course is part pilgrim. Okay, and that's another thing. This pilgrim <laughs> shit. What the you you earlier said that like this movie wanted to be Star Wars, and this is the fucking key to it all because this pilgrim shit. This fucking oh, we're genetically able to see into space and use the Force to navigate through fucking. It's a it's a fucking it's a it's a oh it's it's like it's a sacrilegious mashing of Dune and Star Wars into this movie to make it Star Wars when that was never a part of the video games. There was no fucking mystical bullshit. It was a bloody war between a cat people and us and one of us had to come out on top and that wasn't going to be because of some fucking magic, Brendan. It was going to be because of pure grit and blood and cat fur. But yes, I, he's I, a pilgrim. I liked how the <laughs> pilgrim's crucifix was also a stiletto. A stiletto that never gets used. Right. Nobody I was really open it. at some point that Space Jesus was going to cut somebody. Well, that's the thing. This it was it was going to be used in this movie, but it didn't happen. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Can we? Jason is so angry right now. Oh, it's all coming back to me. I didn't think this movie would make me this mad as it did when I was 14, but fuck. He has five cigarettes in his hand. <laughs> They're all lit. Uh, but yes, so we... We learn about something, blah, 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 the Pilgrim Wars. And they're all hated. They're all, like, the, super racist against the Pilgrims, because to be even fair... Though, even though Freddie Prince Jr. is, like, the whitest person like the white, Well, it, it, but it's it, it's a state of being. It's not a race, right? Yeah. So, But they find out he's a Pilgrim. Uh, also, this movie uncomfortably has Jürgen Prock now, a German man of all people, making comments about half-breeds, and I don't know that that was a good idea, even in 1999, but <laughs> let's continue. That's a weird connotation. Yeah. But... Yeah, so they they find out about this uh, about this mission they have to go to, or they they have to they have to go stop the Kill Wrath. They have to warn the Tiger Claw something something. Nathan, I'm already I'm already in a whirlwind here. because <laughs> no, they have to like they're going in too fast for the grab. You know the technical jargon in this movie is hot garbage. Quasars and jump points and pilgrims. Oh they, my! I did like when they got pooped out by the wormhole slash gravity well. Yes. Yeah, so we should note that right now is that this uh, this thing that Freddie Prince Jr. can do as a pilgrim. This is so stupid. When I he say takes it. spice and he folds space. Damn it, that's Dune. <laughs> but he he can see. He can see through space, man. Yeah. He he can he can do like basically what a navcom computer can do. Yeah. But better he's like a mentat from dune yeah sure yeah human okay. computer I don't, I don't know anything about dune. you've never seen all the classics you guys come on <laughs> i don't want to see sting in a speedo oh that's it that's it next, next episode i'm on we're doing fucking dune <laughs> wait can it be steve borden in a speedo <laughs> <laughs> not that sting oh okay uh-huh. um reference for a long time, too, Matthew Lillard was really reserved, and I want—I I was like—I wrote down, "I want my teen movie Nick Cage." Damn it! His name <laughs> is Maniac. Yeah. Maniac is a nut job. In the games, Maniac is an unstable guy. He hates Blair because he has a big rivalry with him, and he's disobeying orders pretty causally and causing shit and getting people killed. And yet, he's a good enough pilot that they still keep him around. But in this movie, they're all like, "Buddy, buddy," and he's all like, "Hey, man, I'm Maniac." Yeah. <laughs> 
so now I know how you feel when we watch Gamera movies, Brendan. <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the uh, so, oh my god! And then the movie, I think it ends at that point. Yep. No, they they jump through this uh, quasar, you know, as one does. Mm-hmm. And we learned Freddie Prince Jr. is like a genius or something. And they end up... There's, uh, sorry, there's one point where it's supposed to be an external shot and they're zooming in to show like the bridge of the ship and they've clearly not rendered the people appropriate to where they would be in the ship because they look like they're fucking 12 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, we need to say right now, the special effects in this movie are dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, moderately better than, like, a sci-fi TV movie, maybe? Maybe. See, and it, and it sucks because, like, you could see Starship Troopers, which is from, like, two years before this, and Starship Troopers, in my mind, looks damn good to this day. It yeah. holds up, but this movie does not. $30 million. <laughs> uh, so, they board the Tiger Claw. Let's just get to that. <laughs> we get our heroes above the Tiger Claw. And we uh, we meet uh, Sansky, who's the commander of the Tiger Claw, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he takes their encrypted communique from David. Do you Warner. know who he is? Oh, First oh. off, David David Chute Suchet. Are no. you familiar with him? He's fucking Hercule Poirot. He's played Poirot on like A and E for like thirty five years or something in a series of TV movies. He always has that tiny little black mustache and a hat. Yeah, the guy that uh, the, the what's his name Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh played, played him in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, David Suchet. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, how did they deliver the information that they were delivering? What, oh, what form man. of media was it on? The most futuristic of media. Yeah, the most futuristic of media, as this movie takes place in, like, what, the 26... 2640s, I believe. Yeah, 2654, And it's on a uh, thing we all use today, gentlemen. Absolutely, every day. A floppy disk. No! It's on a, a mini, mini disc. disc. Oh, I thought it was on a floppy. No, no, it's on the mini, like the little tiny CD inside a caddy. It's those, a mini disc. Those things really took off. They did. They love them <laughs> in Japan. Uh, yeah, that was something. And this, this is where the uh, the guy from House of the Dead goes off on his rant. Oh, Jurgen Prochnow. Yeah. Yeah, and this is where Jason says it comes off a little. I don't want to have a half buried on my ship, like yeah. that kind of shit. I have a note here, it's 2654, and we still have Trump supporters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, although at that point, at the point, it's like Ignatius Trump or something. <laughs> we gotta make the Confederation great again. Hashtag it, guys. MCGA. Uh, I wrote down Checky Cario's like a French Han Solo. I don't know why. Okay, and here's the thing, too. Do you know what his uh, character's name is? What? You don't remember? Checky Cario? Yeah. Taggart. Taggart, right. It's a very his, French name. His name is James Taggart. Yeah. Which is uh, just about the most Scottish name you could have, unless it was Mac Taggart. And, <laughs> and he has a Scottish accent in the movie, in, right? It, yeah, it's very Scottish, clearly. Uh, yes, I am from Scotland. <laughs> but, uh, the but he's, I mean... The Trump supporter is from Germany. His name's Paul Gerald. Yeah, Paul Gerald. Yeah, exactly. 
They they have all these names in the movie and and none of the and I mean you know what I'm not a guy that is mad if they decide to change the ethnicity of a character if you know because if it's not really relevant to the plot and you know what most of the characters in this movie their ethnicities are not relevant to their function in the movie but it's like they don't even try it's like we we, we have a Belgian French guy playing what is clearly a Scotsman and in the game was a Scotsman we have Saffron Burroughs taking a page out of fucking Patrick Stewart's handbook and is it an English person playing a French person. Uh, with a thick English accent. So, what was the issue? Uh, the ethnicity thing. Like, like they're, 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 they're so one ethnicity, many accents. they don't even bother to change the name. It's That's all the these... thing. That's the thing. There's not really a unifying... Yeah, it's like everybody... I think everybody just showed up on set and they were like, just do your regular voice. You get to be Hunter. You get to be Maniac. You get to be Jazz. Yeah, everyone do their own accents and it's going to be fine. I made the video game. It's going to turn out great. And we are... Nailing it, and, and and be aware when I call when I talk about him, I will be calling uh, uh, Taggart by his call sign, which is Paladin. Well, he <laughs> does mention that in the yeah. movie too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, they get the they get, they get the mini mini disc to uh, to <laughs> to Poirot Poirot yeah yeah Poirot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing that the Germans guy name is Gerald. <laughs> uh, Blair and Marshall. Uh, well, actually, Blair meets his nudge nudge wing commander. Hey, she, they said it. We have uh, a title. Played by Saffron Burroughs, Angel. And I wanted to play this little clip here because this is a, uh, it's a very uh, electrifying scene. There's a lot of sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, let's just hear this little exchange. So he gets in the ship that is going to be his. She approaches him and starts quizzing him about battle techniques. And uh, listen closely, guys, because there is some innuendo. You gotta read between the lines on this one, guys. Or, well, listen between the lines. Here we go. Two drowsies on your tail. One above, one below. You got five, maybe ten seconds. Clock's ticking. What do you do? Simple. I go vertical and inverted. Do a 180 at full throttle, apply brakes, and drop him behind him. (laughs) Bang, you're dead. Not fast enough. Drought is too quick, particularly in a climb. You're just taking a missile up your tailpipe. Okay, let's reverse the situation. You're locked on a drouthy. It goes evasive, enters an asteroid belt. If I'm locked on, there's no such thing as evasive action. And you're dead again. You see, it's an ambush. Five or six fighters hide behind rocks the size of your swollen head and pounce. Kill Rathy gangbang. Best line in the movie. You were right about the innuendos. <laughs> oh, uh. a kill Rathy gangbang. So he awkwardly finds out that that is his wing commander. He thinks it's just some grease monkey, some mm-hmm. uh, some repair repair. Just because she happens to be wearing orange overalls. Yeah, which she doesn't. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Thank you. I was waiting for that. Uh, to be fair, she doesn't wear that. Again, throughout the movie, no. <laughs> she's just in her regular suit. She was working on her fighter plane. The plot called fighter for craft. her to wear that for that joke. Oh, yeah, exactly. The plot, the plot required it. The what was that four-letter word again, Nathan? It was plot. So at this point, Blair and Marshall, okay, Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard. Let's just say it. They're Maniac not playing and characters. Maverick. <laughs> Maverick. I don't think they actually mentioned it in the movie, but that is Blair's canon uh, handle. Is Maverick. they have so many names? Can we please just refer to them by actors? 
I'm going to forget who's who. But they meet the rest of the crew, and boy, are they a fun crew. That we barely get to know any of them. We do get to know Rosie. Yes. The sassy, uh, sassy black girl who takes a liking to Maniac. And who apparently wasn't wasn't deserving of having her own fucking pilot handle, despite the fact that she was clearly a talented pilot, because they never call her anything, and she's not credited with a handle. And she's supposedly the best pilot. Yeah. Like... Saffron Burroughs goes to an extent saying, "She, you are my best pilot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, lots of fun in this scene, right, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. There was a dude smoking. Yeah, it was It was from the Aliens playbook. I love it. In an oxygen-rich environment, <laughs> well, they, there's they, a they, guy smoking. Have you ever heard of Apollo 1? They learned that putting a, a, a bunch of oxygen into a spacecraft usually results in people burning to death. So they, they, they mix it up. They put the nitrogen mix up a bit. You can smoke in a spacecraft. I would. I know you would. Just because. Just to say I did. Who else has smoked in space? Probably no one. Neil Armstrong. I hope so. On the moon? Yeah. I think uh, the first time they allowed that was on the Challenger. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh no. That was a bad decision. Too soon. <laughs> come on, come on, Nathan. It's only been like thirty years, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gear down, big rig. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound like that should be a line from like Maximum Overdrive? I don't know. It should be. <laughs> let's let's remake that movie. Oh, we need to do that movie sometime. Okay. We're we're at this point where I was like, they got McDowell and Hamill and John Rice Davies for the games, but they couldn't get people of that caliber for this. Exactly, that's the thing that gets me about that, uh, it, it, Nathan. Is is the yeah the sheer caliber of talent that they managed to get at at coincidentally what I believe was like the lowest point in all of their careers. They were just vulnerable enough to take a paycheck from a, a video game company. Because, I mean, if you look at other FMV games from the era, we're talking people like Tia Carrere. Uh, hmm. We're talking people like Rob Schneider. Uh, a legend. FMV. We're talking people like uh, like uh, Christopher Walken, uh, maybe at a lower point in his career, was in Privateer 2, which is a Wing Commander adjacent game. Yeah, it was uh, it was people at the uh, at low points in their careers willing to take paychecks from shady video game companies. <laughs> shady. <laughs> they were yeah. selling crack on the side. That's right. Dude, shady. They had like four sequels, didn't they? Yeah, well, I guess they weren't that shady. I mean, it was EA, and EA sucks. Well, actually, no, it wasn't EA. It was Origin Systems at the time. They later got bought by EA. Whoa, don't knock our sponsor. But, yeah, those... <laughs> Guys, those... it's in the game. There, I had to get that in. <laughs> those games were very successful, so it, it tracked that they would make a movie from it, but... Ugh. Well, anyway, the crew, they all get to meet, and... We, uh, we get Sansky finally listening to this message, and he basically tells them, you know, you gotta get as much intelligence on this Kilrathi fleet as possible before they reach Earth, get it back to us, find out where their jump point is, uh, so the Earth can get ready and have their defenses up and, you know, kill off these, these villains. I don't want to see what they look like yet. I'm saving mm. it. I'm saving it for the, <laughs> for the reveal. Yes, we want it to be as surprising as it was in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nathan's favorite part, as you I can bet. tell. Uh, so uh, Freddie Prince is getting a lot of shit for being half pilgrim from mm-hmm. everyone and it's at this point where Matt Lillard is like just take off the cross or like put it in your pocket or something like some, some very ham-fisted uh, 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 imagery here just take it off there's a lot of religion stuff yeah. in this movie honestly again never in any of the games yeah and by the way, to answer your question, to answer you guys talking about like why wasn't Mark Hamill in this movie? Because uh, Mark Hamill plays Blair in the game, right? Yes. 
I'm he's much older. Guess, he's an older Blair. Well, and I'm going to guess 1999, Freddie Prince Jr. was a was a hot item. Oh at yeah, the time. absolutely. So I think that's why they yeah. did it. I'm not saying it was a good decision. Mm, no, no, but, they, they definitely were looking at it from a strictly like looking at a spreadsheet uh, uh, and saying like, ah, Freddie Prince Jr. He's got quite a Q rating, huh? <laughs> Because uh, old-timey gangsters are running the Hollywood studios in the late 90s. Yeah, that's why everybody that's involved in this movie is now dead. I don't know if you guys knew that. But. Yeah, <laughs> see? Yeah, get me Matthew Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> I love hackers, see? Give me that kid from Scream. The one who was screaming a lot. Yeah. yeah that's the one, yeah. <laughs> the one who said, you hit me with the phone. Remember that? It was an improv. That's called acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm turning into Catherine Hepburn. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I like good clean water and long brisk walks, I do. <sighs> what do I feel? Ishiro and Takahashi had a hand in this one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I have a note that someone gives a you're all going to die pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's from uh, Saffron Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, Angel, yeah. the Wing Commander. Yeah, the because, boss. oh, right, because this is where when the crew are talking all to each other and he finds out, like, when you when you die, you have to pretend they never existed. That's, isn't that because he got in Boss Man's Fighter? He got in Boss Man's Fighter. He mentioned him. Yeah, and people were like, he doesn't exist. And it gets very homoerotic. Mm. And then uh, Saffron Burroughs explains to him, yeah, you. People don't exist when they die. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Next scene, please. <laughs> um, so Taggart is... is uh, Taggart, Checky Cario, whatever. Paladin. Paladin, sure. The bad guy he's, from Bad Boys. <laughs> the bad Boys villain is in the like cockpit, I guess. And he's like, listen, I don't care what your navcom says. I know where to make the jump point. We're going to make this jump point right here. Just trust me. I've got a brown jacket on and I look cool. And I believe that, the, that around this point, we're about 31 minutes into the movie because that's the first time we see a space fighter and this is what this whole fucking series is based around, is a space mm-hmm. fighter. And in this case, these space fighters are old British planes that they just hacked up and turned into space fighters. <laughs> that's why they look like old British planes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we're getting a lot of uh, Matt, Matt Lillard and his, and uh, Rosie are starting up a little romance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going out, they're doing like security or something. So they're showing off uh, in front of each other. They're doing these wacky landings. And this is the first, actually, this isn't even the first time because he actually fucked up earlier in the movie when they were trying to do a jump point. Yeah. But this is one of the many times in this movie where I'm like, Matt Lillard is the worst person yeah. in this movie. I actually have a note. For after they did their landing and disobeyed orders, uh, so they're court-martialed. Yeah, yeah. not and and let me just say, I'm not saying the actor. I think he's probably the most animated part of this movie and likely the most entertaining. But yeah. his character is a piece of shit. Yeah, well, Maniac's yes. supposed to be a piece of shit in a lot of ways, but it, it even doesn't come across like it should. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he's but, doing this because he's willful, not because he's just like ac- being like making accidents. It's well, they're doing yeah, they're, they're, but they're not. They're, yeah, they're not portraying him that way. They're portraying him as a guy you're supposed to like. Yeah, but he's also like, oh, he's kind of a shit. No, it's like, no, no, you're not supposed to like this guy. Yeah, he's he's not kind of a shit. He's kind of a shit. Yeah, he's like, a total shit. There's a difference. Did you guys notice that there was an actual Scotty in the in the crew? <laughs> yes, I heard that. Was there? <laughs> there was a guy. I'm giving it all like I'm gotten. <laughs> and I said, okay, so it's Star Trek now too. Yeah, awesome. Why not? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, Angel gives them uh, gives them gives uh, Rosie shit for 
you know, showing off. And this is another little uh, little clip I pulled here with Rosie talking about again more innuendo. And guys, just listen close, okay? Because okay. it's it's hard to parse. This mm. actually might not be innuendo, rather than straight up sex talk. All right. This is Rosie talking to Angel. Here we go. Oh yeah. I was just showing off a bit in front of Maniac. Maniac. <laughs> Lieutenant Marshall. <laughs> He has a new call sign. I see. I hope it felt very good. Better than sex. Bullshit. Better than sex with myself. <laughs> Better than sex with myself. Ah. I thought you were going to play the part where she said she wasn't thinking with her head. Oh, there's that to the too. the fact that she was thinking with her vagina oh and they, they, they also <laughs> but the way she said it i wasn't thinking i wasn't thinking with my head i thought the twist was gonna be i was thinking with my other head and that she actually had a penis oh well there Ooh. you go and i was like well that's progressive I, I think that got cut out but we'll talk about that later also speaking <laughs> about stuff that got cut out yeah um, uh, but but also I wanted to mention too wasn't this right around the time that we got the uh the them having some ball chat they were talking about balls <sighs> And ovaries. <laughs> They're like, well, and like, yeah, he's, she's like, you've got big, uh, I've got big balls. And she's like, no, you've got little balls. And he's like, I thought size doesn't matter. It's like, that doesn't apply to testicles, yeah. Matt Lillard. <laughs> That's a penis thing. Not your, not your go Have you ever had a girl come back from a date and just be like, you know, it was going great until he took down his pants and his balls were so small. <laughs> Such tiny little balls. Yes. I mean, he was hung like a horse, sorry, but Brandon. the balls were just puny. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a carrot with like two little like sweet peas hanging. Ladies, off. ladies, small potatoes make the steak look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is unfortunate. Yeah, this whole this whole situation. So uh, the tiger claw makes its way over to where the kill. I guess closer to where the Kilrathi are. Sure, why not? They they send uh, Freddie Prinze and Saffron Burrows out to kind of investigate what's going on. They come back because Freddie Prinze notices they've been spotted by a communications ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they get they get chewed out because you know uh, Jurgen Prochnow is doing his whole half breed speech again. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff in this movie is on par with Space Mutiny. <laughs> yeah. as far as quality goes. <laughs> You're not far off. How dare you invoke the good goddamn name of Space Mutiny? Right. (laughs) They probably would have done a lot better in this movie if they'd have stolen some of Battlestar Galactica's special effects. (laughs) Or, and I guess, suppose that this case was Firefly? Or had that happened yet? No, no, not quite. I think that was like, like, yeah, I think that was like a year after this. They could have stole effects from fucking uh, uh, Space Above and Beyond, and they probably would have been better off. (laughs) This week on Babylon 5. Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, talk about some bad effects. Or Farscape. <laughs> so at this point, we get more exposition. Uh, Saffron Burroughs kind of explains her whole fucking character backstory. Conveniently. <sighs> Conveniently. Uh, she's talking about how... Uh, Did her parents die, too? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah she grew up in an orphanage. Yeah. Hmm. Which they still have in 2644 or whatever. Orphanages. <laughs> We don't even have orphanages now. No. We didn't even have <laughs> orphanages then. They make a huge comeback in the 2400s. I guess. <laughs> also, guys, did you notice that there were, like, posters on the wall that could not have still been in that good of condition? Like the Baywatch ones? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, why, why are they so obsessed with pop culture from 600 years ago? It's not like we have posters up. Of, we don't have a oh. picture of Shakespeare on the wall. Guys, no, that's it. It's not. It's it's not posters. It's fine art. That's true. Those are, those are antiques. Those are priceless. Right. 600-year-old uh, pieces of art. They're trying to culture up the place. That's what's going on. It's like they're... Um... I don't remember what movie it was, but it's like they're they're listening to a Britney Spears song. It's like takes place in the far future, and someone's like, "Ooh, classic rock." <laughs> <laughs> they find out they've got to go back out there, and they've got to basically find out some shit, get the uh, attack the Kilrathi fleet that's out there mm-hmm. that they can find. And at this point, we get you know Matt Lillard and his uh, his girl making out, hardcore yeah. making out. Ooh, yeah, and he says a line where. She says something about along the lines of like, you know, when you go back and uh, there's everyone will be dead and buried. And he's like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I've got, I've got a girl I'm fucking in the spaceship right now in this moment. Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of foresight. No, no. <laughs> but then again, he's a he's a fighter jockey. He's got to live for today. They're in a losing war with the Kilrathi. Well, he's he's his call sign is maniac, not. You know, forethought, <laughs> good guy. I don't fucking pragmatist. Know. Wait, are you sure yeah. that wasn't his name? <laughs> Todd Pragmatist Marshall. There you go. For, foresight McGood guy. I like <laughs> there you go. Writing that down for a movie script. All right, Wing Commander Two. Wing Commander of the Kilrathi. <laughs> Wing Commander Two. We tried this time. <laughs> also, you know when they take off. And land in their terrible fucking fighter rigs. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. I mean, I get it because that is a detail in the game. You take off from the ship and then also land back in the fighter bay. But in the years since this movie, it's like, it would make more sense to be like Battlestar Galactica where they shoot them out of tubes. Or drop them out into space. Like TIE fighters out of Star Destroyers. Right. I, it made no sense to me, like, why you would have to come in for a landing. Yeah, it just seems like it's it's adding a whole other layer of danger that there doesn't need to be. Like, why right. why can't they just get, like, dock with an arm and be pulled into the ship? Why do they have to take the trouble of trying to match speeds at, like, ridiculous speeds to just get in... Uh, it's, ah. I, I wouldn't want to be their safety officer is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think they have one. Well, clearly. Uh, but... So the, the crew is leaving, they, they go to find the Kelrathi, but then uh, Taggart, Paladin, mm-hmm. says, hold on a second, plot twist, I also am naval intelligence. I know I didn't tell anyone yet. Opposite but naval I was, intelligence. I was saving it for a rainy day, but I'm telling you now. Uh, we need to turn around, because these are just like ships they left behind, and the actual Kelrathi fleet is probably attacking the Tiger Claw right now. Everybody listening to this is probably having their brains raped. <laughs> like, no one knows what I'm talking about. It's, it's your best not to have a stroke. Yeah. See, it's... the Kilrathi are tactical geniuses, so... Which it isn't ever really mentioned, no. honestly. I mean, it's not that the Kilrathi are any more tactical genius really than anybody else, but they're 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 basically space Klingons in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, like, regular Klingons are space Klingons. I was going to say, we're Klingons in space? They're like Klingons with a, with a feline edge. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, so they... they... They're basically like, well, we should go back. And, of course, the Tiger Claw is being attacked by Kilrathi. Um, it's at this point where Sansky gets a head injury. Yeah. And 
I read about this. Okay, so he's dead. Yeah. He dies in this scene. Yeah. But they never mention it. Yeah. They never, like, mourn for him. Well, they don't mourn anyway. Yeah. But they never mention it or anything. You never actually see him die. You just kind of see them call for medical help. Apparently, the original idea in this movie, and maybe this is closer to the game, is that Sansky was supposed to be a spy. Yeah. So, originally, he gets his head injury... He's brought to the sick bay, and then we find out he's been sending secrets to, like, the Kilrathi and yeah. shit, and he ends up poisoning himself and dying. Yeah. They cut all of they that. They cut all of that. And and a big reason, and we'll talk about it when they appear, is is the is, is the quality of the Kilrathi puppets, which figured into the, the stuff that they cut. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Also, by the way, i got to mention it now just as he's died. David Suchet works very hard to out-British David Warner in this movie. Ooh. And I, I appreciate it. They have a British off? A they have Brit a British off? off, and David Suchet works very hard. And I, I think he may have done it in this one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I also don't understand how Sansky's the only one with a head injury when everyone around him is perfectly fine. Yeah, what hit him? They're all doing awesome Star Trek camera acting. Yeah, they're doing the doing the Riker, putting their legs up and just being shook around, but not getting knocked over because they got the best sea legs in the damn galaxy. Yeah, right. and I don't understand because you don't see it's not like debris is falling on them or no. anything. Like they're just they're just you know moving around, and all of a sudden Sansky has this like. Did somebody shoot him when nobody was looking? Like, <laughs> I think it was Gerald. I think Gerald did it. Ge- the German, German Gerald, German Jerry. Jerry, it's Jerry. See, it's two on the nose. <laughs> And also, what was with the? I mean, I don't get it. Like the fate, like every all the costumes in the in this looked worse than the ones that were in the game. And maybe the games were at lower resolution, so it was harder to tell. But god damn it, just it just ugh. But it can be forgiven in the yeah. game because they're yeah. FMV PC games. Exactly, their resolution is like three twenty by two hundred, so you're not like seeing the detail that you see in like a Blu-ray copy of Wing Commander. That's for sure. <laughs> you have a yes, Blu-ray I... copy of Wing Commander. <laughs> this that was the source of the movie that I watched. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I went out and spent fifty dollars. Got the special edition. I got the special edition steel book. That's right. Blu-ray. Signed by Freddie Prince Jr. Criterion it's collection. Its commentary is just Matthew Lillard retching for an hour and a half. <laughs> I would rather listen to it with that commentary. <laughs> Watch Good Girls. <laughs> it's on NBC. Hack <laughs> the planet. <laughs> Stay tuned, kids. This one's a screamer. <laughs> But, okay, so at this point, they're flying around, blah, 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 blah. They come back to help the Tiger Claw, our heroes come back. But, again, Matthew Lillard is a fucking idiot uh-huh. in this movie, and he's like, hey, Rosie. And they're like, let's go fly around and be idiots for a while. So they decide to go be idiots for a while. Rosie gets clipped because it's Matt Lillard's fault, 100%. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Maniac's taking a run at a, at a drawthy that uh, is... He doesn't need to get that close. He's just trying to show off. He's trying to show off because of balls and ovaries. And I guess Rosie's flying close enough that when he when he plugs that Drothy, uh the the uh, debris hits her craft and knocks her askew. And yeah, she's in a bad spot. She's in a bad spot. So he's like, listen, just eject. She can't eject. He's like, we're going to go in for a landing. They go in for a landing and she fucking crashes. And then Saffron Burroughs, very emotionless, says, just shove the plane off the landing. Which, which, you know what? It's They're at war. That's shit you need to do. They need that sure. run right clear. She, they, sure. She's got to keep it together. I'll give her that. It's, it is weird that we never cut to like see her actually die. Yeah, or, or have any indication that she's kind of dead other than just like he's sad. Also, I'm going to say the only major black character with a speaking role dies. Dies, yeah. 
<laughs> like, like what, 45 minutes in the movie? Yep. It's the 90s. What do you want? Yeah. Exactly. Um, as soon, actually, no, as soon as she showed up and she started having lines in, like, a relationship, I was like, oh, she's fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I did love that Cisco haircut, though. How many times did they yell medic in this scene? Uh, 1,200. Okay, at least. Okay, that's what I caught. I thought it was that. I had a running tally. Yeah. But Matt Lillard is freaking out, overacting as only he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. emoting, but not really emoting. Um, <laughs> like, you are not going out there! It's better than Chris Klein. But still, nothing there. <laughs> But uh, it's at this point where Saffron Burroughs nearly shoots Matt Lillard in the head for basically fucking... For treason. Being an idiot, for treason. She would be, she would probably, in the 2640s, Brendan, she would probably be justified in executing him right there for treason. I was, like, hoping it happened. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. A maniac becomes a colonel eventually. <laughs> I, I have no knowledge of that. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> No, I was like, yes, shoot him. Later, Freddie Prinze even says to to Angel, he's, or to Saffron Burroughs, he says, there's no reason to hate him. I, I could give you five reasons yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's like he's got he's got <sighs> the attitude of maniac from the games, but but also doesn't have like the same just insane level of skill. Uh but anyway, so Rosie is dead as fuck. And they're, the Tiger Claw is now in stealth mode. They're hiding at the bottom of a crater. Uh, the Kilrathi is slowly... <laughs> Funniest part of the movie for me right here is the Kilrathi is looking for them. So they send up a drone, a decoy drone. Yeah. And, you know, the Kilrathi is like, oh, a decoy drone, so they actually follow it, except for one fighter. One ship you see. Well, it's, it's not a fighter, it's a cap ship. Well, but... yeah, like one ship. And it's coming in looking for them. <laughs> and the captain actually says to everyone, shh! Yeah, there's a, there's all a of a ship. sudden, we're in Run Silent, Run Deep, or fucking Das Boot, and we all gotta be quiet. You're in space! You can't hear shit in space! Yeah, like, that Kilrathi ship is gonna hear and in another start, ship. I've been start, told in space, no one can hear you scream. There so. you go. That's what I learned from Ridley Scott, and James Cameron, and David Fincher, and... That did the fourth weird one. Belgian French guy that was a cinematographer for Spielberg. <laughs> yes, that's sure. the guy. Jen, Jen, whoever did Demond? Resurrection. Yeah. Anyways, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Wait. I. Oh, yeah. And 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 in this scene, we have the first of a couple of like su- really invoking the submarine shit, where the Kilrathi ship is dropping torpedoes into the into the craters. Yeah, depth charges. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they have to be quiet, because they don't want to let them know they're there, because they might hear them talking. I wish this had gone down, like, down Periscope, and somebody had just farted, and the Kilrathi had known they were there. God, that would have been... If only it was down Periscope. Man, we would have been so happy if we got to watch down Periscope instead. (laughs) Is that the Kelsey Grammer movie? Yes, and and compared to this, it is a masterpiece of comedy and awesomeness. (laughs) Did you notice that they're... Their dog tags are the size of, like, those little commemorable license plates you get at, like, souvenir shops. <laughs> it seems inconvenient. <laughs> like, you put, like, the ones you put on your bike when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, you, those are easier to wear, right? Can we even, can we read their names? Was that their intent, that we could see their names From on their five feet name away. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's Hunter, and that's Jazz, and that's uh, this person, and that's that person. Well, I will say that it was nice to read their names uh, on their helmets, especially when they were spelled wrong. <laughs> were they? <laughs> Devereaux is not spelled correctly. <laughs> that is uh, Saffron Burrow's character's last name. And there are several times on the computer screen where it says, like, screen spelt like S-C-R-E-A-N. Yes, I think I did see that. <laughs> the pen perature. I mean, how much of the budget was spell check? Makes you think of uh, those, what was it? The, they did them on Mystery Science Theater. Um, fuck. The... <laughs> they tried to kill me with a forklift. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Those ones. Exactly. Alien. Fugitive Alien. That's it. Fugitive Alien. Fugitive yeah, Alien. Classic. Yeah, where all the shit's misspelled. <laughs> well, even like in uh, uh, Mario Brothers, another mm. video game, they had that. They had the same thing. They they had typos in it. Mm-hmm. God damn. <laughs> Maybe it's just a video game movie thing. Maybe. It's a futuristic thing. In Shouldn't the future, script supervisors be required to know how to spell? In the future. Spelling changes. Oh, well, yes, there is that, too. It has been 500 years. I mean, look at Shakespeare. Yeah. Do we say thee and thou anymore? Dost? I mean, I do, but you don't. I always thought that was kind of weird. Depends on the situation. Thou art a fool. (laughs) The film is shit. (laughs) Thine opinion is shit. There you go. Okay, where where are we in the plot at this point? So we were dropping depth charges. It turns into a Halo movie. That's right. (laughs) Because they don't, they're not fighting in their fighters. They're issued, like, you know, assault rifles, and they all get into a transport vehicle. This war must be going way worse than we thought, because if, if they, as a naval ship, don't have a detachment of Marines to handle this stuff, they got to suit the fucking pilots up and send them in, mm. along with the fucking first officer, who is technically in command of the ship, to go command the away team? This isn't Star Trek. <laughs> Well, he goes in because he doesn't trust half-breeds. Remember? Well, there's that, too. <laughs> well, it's it's fine, though, because we know that they don't have to be very skilled, because, really, they're just attacking theme park mascots. Yes! So, the kill Raffi. The kitten without claws. Okay, Nathan, I'm going to ask you this. Because mm-hmm. we've covered this movie on the podcast as well. Garbage Pail Kids movie. Okay. Are they worse puppets? Which ones are worse? These ones. Yeah. Because they're not puppets. They're just like... You know, it reminded me of... And I think Jason will appreciate this one. It reminded me of uh, that Star Trek episode uh, from the original series. And I can't remember the name of the alien, but when they meet him, he's got like this big head and... uh, And it turns out it's a kid. It's, It's Clint Howard. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Blaylock, I believe his name there is, you or go. something like that. Yeah. Baylock. That's what it reminded me of. That's that from the, the episode is, The Corbomite Maneuver. Is that the clip where Shatner's, like, fist-fighting an alien or something? No, that's no. that's the Gorn from uh, uh, Arena. Okay. Yeah, it's... Oh, they're so bad. And apparently what had happened is nobody could decide on a design for them, which is, I know will shock you. Shocking, yeah. Um, up until the last minute, and then when the costumes arrived, when the puppets arrived, whatever, they were... T- they were too big for the set. Yeah. They were too tall. So every time you see them, the reason they're hunched over is because they literally don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Great. You think you think the Kilradi would build ships that they themselves could fit in? Right. What's with these high, What's with these low ceilings, Gerald? Yeah, and, and so when you see the Kilradi's faces, okay, so the Kilradi are basically humanoid cats. They're kitty cats. Um, if you're familiar with the Kai Tens from Star Trek, they're similar to those. Of course, and, we all or, know that. Or the Kizinti from the Larry, uh, was it Niven, Larry Niven? hundred percent. Maybe novels, the my Ringworld favorite, novels or something? Thing. I don't know. Yeah. But there's been lots of cat people in sci-fi over the years, and the Kilradi are no different. And uh, if you look at clips from Wing Commander 3 and Wing Commander 4, uh, the portrayal of the Kilrathi in those games, they're basically, they're physical suits that are basically like Muppets. And they don't look too bad. I mean, they look cheap, because they are. But, you know, it allows the eyes move, the mouth moves, like they can they can emote, they can interact with people, and they, they serve a purpose. Whereas in, in this movie, like... I don't know that there's any articulation. Like, I feel like they just jammed some servos underneath the skin of their face and let them move around because it just looks like they're made out of one solid piece of rubber. And they also have no fur. <laughs> they do have... No, they do have some sweet goatees. Uh, well, goatees, sure. <laughs> this leads me to this question. Uh, when was uh, the television series starring Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman called Beauty and the Beast... On television, on CB fucking S. When was that on TV? Was that like late 80s? Uh, like, yeah, late 80s, maybe 90, 91. I posit that the visual effects used on that show were heads and shoulders above what they did with the cat people in this movie. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, even like, I think, um, just think about this. Return of the Jedi was made sixteen years before this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, the special effects in that are amazing. Like, and that budget is definitely smaller than this. But it's like, look at Chewbacca. You can make a furry person, uh, like like a furry animal person that looks relatively realistic. Yoda. Mm -hmm. Yoda, exactly. Like, yeah. like, Yoda is clearly a puppet, but he has movement in his face are you saying george lucas should have directed this movie brendan yes i oh wow yes there would have been a lot more standing <laughs> around and talking i'll say that <laughs> no quentin tarantino should have directed this movie we definitely get oh. more info about the pilgrims and their wars and yes. space jesus we would have had a, a, an entire class i want i want tarantino so we have a whole scene of like you ever see a kilrathi pussy <laughs> <laughs> it's a kitty kitty <laughs> oh so at this point, man, we gotta move forward with the plot oh, oh, here. I, I also had to mention, like, the, the, of course. So the, I wanted to talk about this when we talk about the Kilrathi. The, the entire subplot that was cut from the film had to do with a a, a pilgrim trader. So this pilgrim trader, uh, this concept was used to to fuck over Blair, right? Because they were trying to pin it on him and make him look bad. But there was actually a different pilgrim trader, which was the captain. Uh, Sansky, played by David Suchet. That's why he dies on the bridge there because he was supposed to be, I also think, commit suicide, I, as you said later yeah, in the I said movie. That earlier, yeah. yeah, but uh, there was also another character uh, who's a traitor, Admiral Bill Wilson. And Wilson makes contact with the Kilrathi at various points and has like interactions with them, handing them information and stuff. And then there's a scene when they're on the ship uh, uh, fighting hand to hand that um, uh, the Kilrathi are there and Blair gets into a knife fight with Gerald. Uh, and of course is able to pull out his pilgrim knife and use it to fight Gerald. And the only remnant of this in the movie you'll notice is when a uh, Cheki Cario says, Hey, I'm a pilgrim too. And hands Blair, his oh. own necklace. Yeah. Blair's hand is wrapped in a bandage. And that's from the fight that we don't see in the film. Wow. Yeah. 
And that's part of the reason why they got rid of it all was just because the Kilrathi looks like such shit that it wasn't going to work. Oh, and there's your second plot twist, guys. Jackie Cario's character not only is Naval Command, but also, also he's a also a pilgrim. Yeah, yes, because this is where he goes on about how uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s ability to navigate it's it's not it's 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 genetic and i have a note here oh you mean like metachlorians yeah yeah (laughs) this movie really wants to be star wars you guys (laughs) uh but so matt lillard is all down in the dumps because you know he's an idiot and he got his girlfriend got his girlfriend killed yeah Yeah, and upset saffron burrows goes and sees him and uh says uh she says, you know, do it for Rosie. Fly the ship for Rosie. Kill the Kilrathi for her. So they st- okay, so so after they shoot down a bunch of Kilrathi like in in uh, some gun combat or whatever, they steal their navcom mm-hmm. because they find the navcom with the jump coordinates that the Kilrathi need to reach Earth. Mm-hmm. And they uh, also steal fuel because that's what they went there yeah. in the first place for. Which is funny that they just have... Oh, oh, the Navcom's here too. Great. Navcom is space fuel. <laughs> so <laughs> they get back to the ship and they learn Freddie Prince is like... Like like you guys said, we find out that uh, Chucky Cario is a pilgrim. Freddie Prince needs to go into the jump point because they don't have a Navcom that can help them with that. But they're like, Freddie Prince, you're a genius because you're a pilgrim. You will figure it out. He takes Saffron Burrows with him. She gets left behind because she gets clipped. And they have a great moment where they each look at each other Ugh. through their ships, touch the glass, mm-hmm. much like uh, a movie where someone visits someone in prison. Man, I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, uh, she's touching a TV. Never mind. This movie wants to be Armageddon, too? Probably. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Armageddon is a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's wow, not a good Wow, bet movie. you never thought you'd have to say that. I know, right? <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's a better movie. <laughs> But, yeah, they have a, uh, you're all right, Angel. Oh. You too, Chris. Fuck. <laughs> uh. So, Freddie Prince goes on his little mission, and, uh, whatever. The fuck? I don't even want to <laughs> describe it. He just goes on his mission, and he does the jump point. He sends the coordinates to Earth. He gets them towing. Earth blows the Kilrathi the fuck up. I have a note. The Ninja Turtles 3 had better puppets. Yes, they certainly did. And those were terrible. We (laughs) also see what I remember being the one cool shot in the movie from 20 years ago, which is where... uh, Credits? uh, No, close though. Uh, It's a scene where the Tiger Claw opens up with a broadside of missiles that looks very cool coming out of the side of the ship. That actually, yes. I have a note. That is the one of the only cool things in this movie yep. is that lower the shield maneuver that they do and they just barrage them broadside with all those missiles. Yeah, it's very naval. It's very cool. And uh, and then I watched the scene because I knew it was coming up. And then I watched the scene. I was like, okay, that was a little less cool than it was in my mind's eye, but it's still a cool shot. In comparison to the rest of the movie? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and so at the end of these... Less this, shitty shit. So do they drag the Kilrathi to a black hole? Is that what they do? It's the it, it's Scylla. They keep calling it Scylla. Yeah. It's like this monster of black holes or something. Uh-huh. I, that's, I literally wrote in my notes, I don't care. Yeah, no, I didn't either, but I, was <laughs> just, I wasn't exactly sure what yeah. was happening. Who was Freddie Prince Jr. talking to during all this? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, he's talking to the computer. Okay, that's another thing. So, Merlin, well, then my... that fucking computer is super rude because he never talks back. Yeah. 
Well, that that computer, who's it voiced by? Voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Neat. So that's the role they gave him. Yeah. And the thing was, is that, again, in, in another cut of this movie, Merlin was supposed to be like kind of the comedic relief. He was supposed to have a much more prominent role as far as interacting with Blair. But when they when they ended up doing the movie, they gave that role more to Maniac than to Merlin, which would have made more sense with Merlin. Because, again, <laughs> Maniac and Blair are not friends. Yeah. Uh, and yet they are. Like I said, the Kilrath are blown up. Uh, Freddie Prinze learns that uh, Chucky Cario went back into space and found Saffron Burroughs. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I got to get back to her because yeah. obviously there's a lot of romantic chemistry between them. They, it like, ignites the screen. And we get this final moment between uh, Freddie Prinze and Saffron Burroughs as she kind of comes to. It's a really... Guys, don't cry, okay? It's pure luck I found her. She turned off her beacon not to tip up the Kilrathi. She's brave. I'll go and get the medic. Come on, girl. Andrew, come on. Wake up, girl. Wake up. Come on. Now don't you die on me. <coughs> come on. Come on. Hang on. What did she say? I said, don't you die on me. Yeah. Suggestion or an order. It's definitely in order. The only thing, the thing that would have made that scene better is if right after he said that's definitely in order, if she had just taken out a gun and shot him and be yeah. like, you're not in command. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys notice during all of that that was going on at the end, there was a point where they were unload. I think they were unloading her from a ship, but there was a section where there was like at least three things on screen that were all shot at different times times obviously <laughs> and superimposed on top of like a matte painting oh. God. but i'm sure it looked amazing it looked yeah. awful and i was amazed that they were still using regular stretchers in uh, the 25th century well we perfected that technology oh yeah why advance it more eh <laughs> yeah i want to say aside from like the space the fact that there are spaceships and the fact that there are like these aliens this is the least futuristic mm. futuristic movie ever. Yeah, yeah it, it, there, there's so much kind of interesting texture to that universe that you get when you play the games because the games are obviously much longer and deeper experiences and you don't really see any of that in the movie. You don't get any of that at all. This could be anywhere against anyone. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Kilrathi. Who cares? It could be fucking aliens from Alien. It could be Klingons. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't take advantage of its own setting. Uh... This movie's not good. No. <laughs> not in the least. And then it just kind of ends. It just kind of ends. I mean, thankfully, um, but it just ends. They save the day, blah, 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 blah. I mean, and it's not the end of anything. Like, obviously, they may have wanted to set this up for a franchise, because they could. They, um, I will say, to their credit, they didn't. No, I mean, they didn't have, like, a straight cliffhanger. Yeah. But I've they seen... also didn't resolve the war. Yeah, I mean, there are movies where they do that egregiously, and mm. you're like, you're a cocky movie. Yeah, <laughs> I will ask because I don't, I don't, I don't know, guys. I, I heard some positivity. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, mm -hmm. would you recommend this movie? Not in the least. <laughs> Not even as a like a bad movie. It's no. a really awful movie. No, this is just yeah. There's there's better uh, terrible space movies to watch. Yeah. 
Well, you even said, I think, before we recorded, you said the effects in Gamera movies are better than this. Gamera and Space Mutiny. And... From the 50s. Yeah. Like, I, I I would I would watch Gamera versus Gueron a dozen times more, probably will, than watch this again. Yeah, I can watch and enjoy the shit out of Battlefield Earth any day you put it in front of me because it is one of the worst movies ever made. But it, it but it is it is so much fun in how stupid it is, and this doesn't even have that. This is none of that. This is just like blah. It's like Chris Roberts just shit out a script, and there we are. It lands like a fucking thud. Yeah. Oh my god. And it makes it it. I mean, Chris Roberts never directed a movie other no, than this. No, he never did. And no. I feel like he learned quickly that the studio will have a lot more say than he will as a yeah. director. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not he doesn't. He clearly doesn't have the same kind of catch it or cachet in the film industry that he had in the video game industry through the '90s, where he could do what he wanted to do, right? Um, and get the budget for it. Yeah, I, I, can I just talk about these games for a minute for me? <laughs> just I want to tell you a little bit about why I chose this movie All right. and yeah, what yeah. these games well, mean to me. While you do that, Nathan and I are going to go get a bite. Okay. And uh, Nathan, uh, we'll come back in about 20 minutes. <laughs> That's conservative. I, I can keep it to five. I can keep it to five here. I no, just want to no, say, no, go so, ahead. So I discovered Wing Commander when I was a boy. When I was probably 12 or 13 years old, my grandmother took me Christmas shopping because she was a lovely lady and she said, here, you get 100 bucks for Christmas, pick out what you want. And so... I went to the bargain bin at Radio Shack, Brendan, and I found a copy of Wing Commander 3, The Heart of the Tiger, which is the third game in the Wing Commander series, as numbered. And um, I saw Mark Hamill on the cover. I was like, shit, I like Star Wars. I like space stuff. I should get this. So I got that in a joystick. I took it home and I played it, and it was awesome. It's like an interactive movie. You know, all of our friends are there. Mark Hamill, John Rhys Davies, uh, Ginger Lynn the porn star, Malcolm McDowell, everybody that you could possibly want is in this game. And it had good space action, and it had a fun sci-fi story. And Wing Commander 3 is basically a story about where they are they are on the verge of losing this war. The Kilrathi are coming in, and they develop... Tolwyn develops this big weapon called the Behemoth that's supposed to turn the tide for them, but it gets destroyed, and it all comes down to Blair. They have another weapon that they develop called a Temblar Bomb, and Blair takes that to kill Ra, and with that, he flies down into a canyon, and he drops that bomb into the canyon and commits what is, I believe, the greatest act of genocide in science fiction history in murdering the entire Kilrathi race, pretty much. Uh, and you win the game, and it's awesome. And then Wing Commander 4, you fight some insurgent humans in the border worlds, and you defect to them. But uh, but Wing Commander 3, like, that was some interesting stuff that they could have turned into a movie. The idea that the movie needed to be an origin story is fucking stupid, because the first game in this series is kind of a dynamic campaign where there's a story and stuff, but, like, everything depends on whether you win or lose a mission to advance, so it's not, like, a solid narrative kind of thing. Uh, they don't need that. He's just a guy, and he and he has a boss that he hates, an Admiral Tolwyn, and and they could have done something with that, but they didn't. They didn't. They ruined it. They ruined it. Five stars. Five hmm. stars. I was a that was a good burger. I'm glad we took the time to go do that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I like oh. it when they cook it with the. They get a nice. Uh, uh, maple reduction on mm. it is really a really sweet sweet oh, burger goes well we should have gone with you guys right yeah where were you man we, we were waiting for you i okay. had some wing commander stuff to talk about okay that's fair what were they thinking we're back we are back a dinosaur story <laughs> 72 minutes what it's like 72 minutes long. I always found that funny that that movie was so short. 
Animation's hard. Yeah. Uh, I wish this movie was 72 minutes. But, I know. But guys, I think you know what it's time for, Nathan? Uh, yes, Brendan. It's time for the low haiku. Mm-mm-mm. This uh, this low haiku is t- uh, 17 syllables to kind of wrap up our thoughts on this horrible movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like to begin? I would be more than happy to. Okay. <clears throat> Freddie Prinz, Matt L, Cat People, Statue Puppets. All that was in this. Very good, very good. <clears throat> okay. Freddie Prince, Dopey, Matthew Lillard, Not Spastic, Kill Rathy, Kitties. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'd like to read my, my haiku. Jason please, has a haiku ready to yes. go. <clears throat> Maverick in flight. Maniac is a dickhead. Fraternization. Very good. Very good. Very good. As in lax fraternization, because everybody was fucking. Ooh, hey, we're back. <laughs> What's up? So, at this point of the show, we do the. Uh, I always act like this is the first time we do this. <laughs> Explaining it all out to everyone. Yeah, but you know, you gotta hook the new ones. That's right. Right. So, Nathan, at this point of the show, we get, all three of us gave our opinions on this movie, but what do we always say? Well, we always say. Don't take a word for us! Second opinions. Oh, that's a different podcast. Wait a second. <laughs> Stop yes. it. <laughs> yes, don't take our word for it because the critics loved this movie. <laughs> the critics on Rotten Tomatoes rated this a solid 10%. Ooh. And the audience was better yeah. at 25%. Oh, so one out of four people liked this movie. Right. So if there was another person talking about this movie with us, they, they would, would be probably a fan. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, oh boy. We've got a lot to get into here. So, first critic review I want to just read from James Berardinelli from Real Views. He says the plot has all the depth and originality of a video game without the fun of the interactivity. Yeah, mm. that's fair. That's and, that's underselling video game plots, even in the 90s. <laughs> but also 1999, like, yeah. it was still kind of... It was just getting into that kind of advanced stage, I think. Well, there, I mean, yeah. I, I, that was That's a guy who doesn't play video games making a cheap shot of video games, I yeah. would say. What are you We're, talking about? I mean, like, uh, all the stuff on the Sega CD and oh, Night Trap. Sewer Shark is one of the deepest explorations of what it is like to exist in the sewers in, like, a fighter-type craft. I, what I'm right? saying is I don't think it was quite accepted in the culture at that point Yes, yet. I right. would say so. Uh, what do you got, Nathan? Uh, well, let's see what I got here. Um... Godfrey Cheshire from Variety. <laughs> yeah. Though the ingredients are potent, 
their blending here mostly comes off as formulaic, humdrum, and sometimes unintentionally laughable. This man gets the spot-on award. Kilrathy Cats. That's all I have to say to that. I wish more of this movie had been unintentionally laughable. I would have enjoyed myself. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't even have the cheesy sci-fi no. fun vibe. Anita Gates of the New York Times says, Wing Commander is based on a video game. It's another slam here. It's based on a video game and has roughly the same degree of character development. That is all most moviegoers will need to know. Hmm. I found a positive one. <gasps> a three out of five, which I think that's Ooh. the best we're going to get. Glowing. Empire Magazine says, Playing up the military angle is the best move, but this and some excellent incidental effects can't what? completely disguise the shortcomings. Uh, I think you I think you uh, misread excrement. <laughs> excrement incidental effects. Very good. Very good. Um, well, I did find one positive one too, actually, Nathan. Okay. And it's from Dak at culturevulture.net. Oof. And he simply says, uh, I liked the unpretentiousness of it all. Did he not hear how many accents were in this movie? Uh, I feel like he didn't watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jason, you got one there? Uh, I just want to read a little bit uh, uh, from his Pick review. Pick your favorite section. Uh, oh, 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 okay. I see who you got up uh, there. I have I have Roger Ebert pulled up here because when, the, when he and Gene Siskel, and I believe Gene was still alive at the time, uh, when he and Gene Siskel gave this movie thumbs down before I had seen it, I was apoplectic because it was a Wing Commander movie and there's no way it could be bad. <laughs> but uh, what does he say here? He says something... Um, this, uh, this is a sub-movie exported to deep space, complete with the obligatory warning about onboard auction running low. Torpedoes incoming, a watch officer shouts. Brace yourself. It's 500 years in the future. If the weapons developed by the race of evil Kilrathi only inspire you to brace yourself, we might reasonably ask what the Kilrathi have been doing with their time. In space, as Alien reminds us, no one can hear you scream. There is an excellent reason for that. Vacuums do not conduct sound waves, not even those caused by giant destroyers. Such logic is, of course, irrelevant to Wing Commander, a movie based on a video game, looking like one a lot of time. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I can't read cold, apparently. What does Roger Ebert give it? Four stars? Roger Ebert uh, gave it a generous one star. <laughs> well, I'll say Kevin Fiddler On the from roof. Henderson Home News of Henderson, Nevada, oh. gave it zero out of Ooh. five mm-hmm. and wrote, holy crap. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I misread. Holy carp. This smells worse than my dirty depends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, is that a critic? That is a critic. You, you can't wow. print that, can you? <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the to the fucking well. The dregs? Of, yeah. Get into the audience reviews here. So I've got one here that gives this movie four and a half stars. Oh, uh, man. If you are a space combat sim fan and don't care about the deviation from the original Wing Commander series, this film is definitely for you. No, it's not. (laughs) Strange plot, no hidden meaning, or sorry, straight plot, no hidden meaning, nice special effects. I have been a big fan of this film since I was a teenager. I am genuinely surprised to find the rating of this film being so low. It's definitely watchable and enjoyable. Many films here with much better ratings are actually worse. Well, you know what? You can be stupid and post it on the internet. Nobody says you can't. Uh, I got a Frank P. Uh, gave it negative five stars. 
the <laughs> worst movie of all time. I hate it so much. I lost two hours of my life for that piece of shit. I mean, come on. In sci-fi, there's a lot you can get away with, but this one does even more than that. It insults your intelligence in every way possible. I might have written it, that review in 1999. That was my handle back then, Frank P. He goes on, but I I feel that I, I've hit all the important points. Here's <sighs> two real quick ones. Uh, one positive, one negative. So the negative one uh, is a one and a half stars. And it says, not all terrible, but yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real change of opinion in the middle of that. Uh, and then this other one says four and a half stars, and it's a pretty straightforward review, uh, based on novels and a video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, here I got one here. Two two stars. All right. Okay. Maniac Marshall flies twice for his new ship. First, he nearly kills several with a stunt landing. His goofing off kills another pilot on his second flight. Afterwards, Freddie Prince Jr. tells their superior officer she has no reason to hate him. well carl m wrote chris roberts had some great ideas but this movie fails in almost every aspect possible loving space in world war ii movies does not make you a director (laughs) this one is one and a half stars and it just says i saw this on tv it was shocking (laughs) i hope that this one is from who I think it is. I'm just going to read it first, and then I'll tell you who the reviewer is. They gave it two stars. As long as you've never played the video game, heard of the video game, or even know what a game console is, you'll find this a bit of a disappointment. Generic and cliched sci-fi. That was Matthew L., I really hope it's Matt Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> Looking it up now. Oh, his profile picture says, I am Matt Lillard. <laughs> um, my last one, I'll read one more here. And okay. I questioned this. Okay, so I looked up this person on Rotten Tomatoes to see if they were being facetious. And based on their other reviews, I don't think they are. I think this is genuine. So this is a four and a half star rating. And they said... One of the single most realistic sci-fi movies ever made. (laughs) Wow. There you go. Well, I can't beat that. (laughs) Chase is bringing up something, I think. Well, I was just digging through to see if I could find, on the off chance that I could find my Usenet post from 1999. (laughs) Just so I could... But I'm not having a... I'm not having... This was a very long time ago. The internet way back machine is not working out. Yeah, this was a long time ago. And the Newsnet... uh, Newsnet or... Usenet? Usenet is very vast. (laughs) Well, guys, this was Wing Commander. My brain hurts a lot. I will Um, say this, guys. Go to GOG.com and purchase Wing Commanders 1, 2, 3, 4, and Prophecy. And the movie. Um, uh, don't buy the movie. Don't let them. The Blu-ray Steelbook. We've yeah, already said that. Blu-ray Steelbook with wretching commentary by Matthew Lillard. But don't buy that. <laughs> buy the games. They're available. They're very cheap, and uh, they are a fun cinematic experience. And in fact, if you download Wing Commander Four, you can get the DVD quality version of the cutscenes, uh, which is really cool because those were also all filmed on sets. Oh. Yeah, Wing Commander Three was filmed much like Star Wars Episode One on green screen, so okay. it was a mm-hmm. pioneer. 
A true pioneer. A pilgrim, you might say. You might say. A pilgrim into the future Let's... of interactive media. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> well... If we could, if, if, uh, before we get into the plugs and everything, if we could end on one audio note, I'd like to end on this. I'm not a pilgrim! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jason, do you have, do you have, uh, God save the screen! <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong podcast. Actually, no, before we get to that, we should actually bring on, uh, Montrez Monkington, who I'm sure was delighted by this movie, much like we were. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose here. I've often wondered uh, what you two do with your spare time and why you do it. And uh, not, not, not really selling me on the fact that you're using your time productively as you've spent um, almost an hour and a half talking about Wing Commander. Not, not really sure where to go with that, but, you know, there, there it is. I, I feel... You, you both should be better. And you know how you are going to do that? Why, you're going to look up Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube. And then you'll after that, you'll head on over to Facebook, where you'll uh, join Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends, where you'll, you'll officially be a friend of Montrose. And then once you're done that, you can just go on to Twitter and uh, look at me up and at Montrose the third, that's the number three RD, uh, and then uh, I can tell you how I am your social better because I know that Wing Commander is terrible, and I would not have dedicated an hour and a half of my life to it. Thank you. More later. Well, thank you, Montrose, once again. Uh, and yes, we do spend our time, maybe not so wisely. <laughs> right. We're the worst. Yeah. Well, actually, you guys are the worst. You and me, Brendan, we're the best because we watch good movies, but you guys are the worst because <laughs> you watch bad movies. Whoa, I was worried about this. <laughs> I don't want to fight. Uh, but uh, I do. Jason, oh. would you like to plug something? Do you have a podcast? I, I have a podcast. that's for sure. I have a podcast. What was that? Wait, hold on. What was that, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, he can go plug something, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, the feud starts today. Fight over me, fight over me. <laughs> Well, I, I've been known to appear uh, regularly on uh, uh, another podcast that Brendan also produces called For Screen and Country, where we watch the top 100 British films of all time as devised by the British Film Institute in 1999. We go through it randomly and we have a grand old time. You can check us out on all your podcatchers. We're at BFI underscore pod on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're all over the place, so check it out if you have any sort of anglophilia about you. That's a better promo than I do. <laughs> That's a better <laughs> promo for the show than I can. I just like British film. Check it out. Hey. Uh, and of course, you can find this podcast all over the place. All the podcatchers, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Belly Itcher, all that good shit. You can. Uh, oh, let's bring it back. You can find. <laughs> Find him on Al Jazeera Network. Pod uh, Kit Knife. Pod Closet. Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Society. I've, I've seen you guys mentioned in old issues of Pravda from the Soviet era. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're in there. Mm-hmm. Page uh, 52. Uh, me and Black. Uh, we're also on the Twitter at WWTT Podcast. The same handle you can find us on Instagram as well. We're on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking? We have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, where we talk to you folks. You can 
yell at us. You could tell us about how Wing Commander is a fucking stone cold classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, we also have merch. We're actually on T Public now as well. Uh, we're on T Public and Redbubble. So if you're looking mm. for some uh, some T-shirts from the show, we have a, a human centipede inspired design. We have our logo. Uh, what else we got? We got Patreon, patreon.com slash WWTT podcast. You can sign up there, get lots of cool shit. You can, uh, pick the movies for us. You can be a guest. You get bonus episodes. There are actually a couple on there already. One for AVP and one for, uh, Rocky Five. So you can check that out. And I think that's about it. So, oh, but before we go, we, oh, we almost ended the episode uh before we uh forgot to do this oh the hintskaroo we need to hintski from you nathan about yes. our movie in two weeks right <clears throat> you ready i'm ready y'all set i'm set because i'm gonna give it okay i'm gonna i got it got it all ready you gotta you ready to go it's prepped okay do it i i'm gonna be delivering nathan it. i swear to god 19 1979 are we doing the smashing pumpkins biopic no. No, no, oh. it's the Hardcastle. Nineteen, nineteen, no, 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 nineteen, nineteen. What's the average age of the soldier in Vietnam? Nineteen, nineteen. Is that no, 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 nineteen? Both solid guesses, gentlemen. <laughs> Jason is having some sort of attack. <laughs> oh, Hardcastle! Look it up. He's having a number twenty-three Jim Carrey-esque attack. <laughs> Somebody stop me! Coming soon. Uh, okay, so there we go. There you have it. There's your hint. Now, thank you, Jason, for being a guest. Oh, a pleasure. I love I love getting a chance to talk about shit with you guys. <laughs> Thanks for helping us f- almost figure out what's going on. I mean, nothing happened. Let's just let's all just let's all just pretend like the pilots when they die. This movie just didn't exist. <laughs> okay, I like I'm cool that. with that. I'm really yeah. I'm really okay with that. Did you guys do an episode of Wing Commander this week? No, no, no we didn't. No, nope. no, we we talked about a movie. I don't think that's what it was. Now you get though. the fuck back to your quarters. <laughs> All our listeners are in the basement in chains. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that's how come our numbers keep going up. <laughs> Just keep kidnapping more people. <laughs> this is also going to turn into a true crime podcast. Um, okay, so that having been said, everything's done. Everything's wrapped up in a nice little bow. Nathan, do you have any questions? Uh, well, I suppose I could muster a few here. I mean, in a movie, it's based on a, a video game with a, a deep uh storied background uh it, that had mark hamill and john reese davies and malcolm mcdowell like some really high caliber actors maybe not the highest points of the career but uh, with the movie based on something like that they get freddie prince jr and matthew lillard and um, a couple of low-rent Malcolm McDowells and the bad guy from Bad Boys 2. And they take all that and they, they put it together and they, they, they think we're going to like this movie or want to see more in like a franchise of some sort. So to that, I just have to ask, mm-hmm. what were they thinking? Jason... Brendan, you're a married man. I am. I'm married. I was married in the afternoon. 
They sing songs of love. I am going to cut your throat open and bleed all over your computer with your own blood, and I'm going to rub your open throat into your carpet and then let your dog lick up the blood. So I hope you enjoyed the episode of What Were They Thinking About Wing Commander? Because we sure didn't enjoy watching that fucking movie. And then last <laughs> week's, of course, you heard uh, Jason on the other podcast talking about Snake Eyes. Which was almost a good movie. But now Jason... Kevin Dunn! Fuck you, Kevin Dunn! <laughs> Jason just, just, just ran in here. You fucking Kevin Dunn! I'll fucking fuck you up, Kevin Dunn! All right, Jim. Jim. That little fucking weasel, Jim? I'll take him and I'll bend him over a chair and I'll hit him with a fucking... Uh, well, steel chair would be appropriate, given my profession. I'll give you some Sprite if you leave. I'm out of here! So Jason just got in here just as I was about to post this. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we were posting this at the time you were hearing it. There's no in advance recording here, Uh-oh. folks. I'm still wearing the outfit I was married in. <laughs> I came directly from the ceremony. He didn't run away from the wedding, but he ran no. after. As soon as they got married, had the kiss, Jason was like, I gotta go! I gotta go podcast! So he is here, he is here, he's queer, get used to it. That's right. Um, With my wife. My wife and I are queer. My wife. <laughs> my wife, I can say it now! Next week, Jason is gonna be back for a full episode. We're gonna be back for a full episode. We're gonna be right back to this shit. Right back to the list, the BFI Top 100. So Jason! Brendan. I'm going to roll. You get to roll. I got the list in hand. We got to find out what movie we're going to watch. So we're going to roll the dice. The last time we rolled, we got Brazil, if you'll remember. Yes, that was uh, three weeks ago. That was that was a nine-hour episode we did. Yes. I'm glad you all stuck with us through it. Uh, so whatever number I get on this dice is going to be the number that corresponds with our next movie on the BFI Top 100 British Films of All Time. Yeah, brother, let's do this, brother. Okay, you ready? Yes. I'm going to st- I'm going to I'm going to do the drama. I'm going to heighten the drama. All right. I'm going to do one at a time. 10s and ones. Here we go. Here we Number 10s. Give us the 10s. We are looking at 60. We are in the 60s. Groovy, baby. Groovy. Yeah. All right, we, we are get 60. Awesome 60. 60. Blow up. 1996, Michelangelo Antonini. I think you mean 1966. What did I say? 1996. 1966, Michelangelo Antonini. It's Michelangelo Antonioni. Antonioni. <laughs> oh, boy, I can already tell this one's going to go. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, blow Watch up. out, Italians. <laughs> really, really interesting choice. Um, this is a movie about a uh, cameraman who accidentally takes a photograph. He takes a photograph and accidentally is a witness to a murder. Ooh, this sounds good. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, has been remade. Basically, by Brian De Palma as Blow Out. Okay. Uh, which is a sound engineer who accidentally records a murder. And apparently that is also a good film, too. It doesn't seem as, as as much of a... Like, like the, the a tape... An audio tape of a murder seems less compelling than a photo of it. Well, we'll see. All right. We'll watch that one day, because this is coming up. That's right. So next week, Blow Up, 1966, Michelangelo... What was his name again? Antionioni. <laughs> Close enough. (laughs) We're going to talk about that next week. So until then, signing off, God save the queen. God save the screen. And for Screen and Country, I'm Brendan. And for What Were They Thinking as well, I'm Jason. What were you thinking? (laughs) I wish Nathan were here. He'd know what to say. We're going to get married. Yeah, we're